Hi folks, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Talking About Mind, Body and Spirit. Uh, I've been off the podcast for a few days because I've been under the weather a little bit with a cold and uh, I haven't been able to uh, do any good recording uh, on the podcast. So uh, I hope those of you who have been listening to the podcasts uh, missed us and were wondering what was happening. Um, have a, uh, had some very good responses to uh, the podcast that was uh, done on success and all those kind of upbeat kinds of things and uh, that's kind of what I want to talk about uh, this evening a kind of a short podcast uh, but um, basically kind of the keys to psychological fitness and uh, I'm not going to cover it uh, all this evening but uh, I have quite a, uh, a an amount of material uh, to throw out there uh, for the viewing audience or the listening audience and to see what you think about it and give a shout out back to me and uh, again, I've had some positive responses on our podcast so far, so see if these uh, strike a nerve with you or strike a note of hope or something positive. Uh, I know the past couple of days is the midterm elections and all the uh, articles in the news uh, get very depressing sometimes or very tense. Uh, you see people really start giving up on things uh, in many ways or getting very tense or getting very angry. I've mentioned this before and uh, lots of people feel uh, very unsuccessful in terms of getting their needs met and uh, hopefully these podcasts will give us all a better idea of, or remind us of some of the things that work uh, in terms of being more fit psychologically, um, examining our lives a little bit more carefully and our values and moving forward in a, in a direction of growth uh, and empowerment. Uh, so one of the things that uh, I thought was important uh, in terms of the keys to psychological fitness, um, more of a success uh, mindset, uh, more of a low stress kind of mindset is uh, if you probably um, ask yourself, do you sit down and really do self-examination with yourself each day uh, or on a periodic basis? Uh, do, are you really thinking about your values or are you really aware of how you are thinking and feeling and what you're doing? Uh, and this is kind of called a thinking, feeling, and doing model that, uh, you know, uh, th that's basically how we, we respond to things in life. We think about things, we, you know, perceive them. Well, this generates a feeling uh, and then we have some kind of a, you know, a reaction to that. We do something about it. and. Um, you know, problems can arise uh, in those areas when they're not, uh, when there's a problem in perception or there's a problem in feelings or a problem in thought. If, uh, if you're thinking about things that's not clear or accurate or your emotions are all over the place and your actions follow, uh, we don't have uh, really a, a successful mindset, number one. We don't have a successful emotional set and uh, we oftentimes don't have uh, uh, a successful set of behaviors. So part of the first thing that's important for people to do is basically uh, go through what I call self-examination. And anybody would call it self-examination. You know, if you were looking to lose weight, you certainly would weigh yourself every morning or look at yourself in the mirror or count calories or do something uh, in some kind of empirical fashion to take stock of, uh, of how you're doing, to get some kind of a baseline. You know, where am I at? Where am I going? Where am I at right now? So self-examination is the same kind of thing in terms of psychological fitness and having this uh, more positive energy in your life. So 
what's the purpose of the self-examination? It's really to develop an awareness of ourselves and what motivates and directs our energies towards ourself and other people. It's, uh, mo most people don't get it, and it's as simple as that. That if you don't perform uh, self-examination, if you don't uh, sit there and really think about how you think and how you feel and what you do, uh, you're not really an aware person, and again, you don't really have a good idea of what motivates you and directs you uh, and your energies uh, in terms of how you treat and think of yourself and, and again, towards other people. So one of the goals of self-examination is to develop and maintain a perspective. It's to kind of look at ourselves and stand outside of ourselves and gain some balance and perspective on the way we live. Uh, to take a look at the way we express love, uh, how we express affection, anger, uh, how we fulfill our needs, uh, those kinds of things. So again, it's an awareness, a sense of perspective, uh, standing outside ourselves, doing some examination, and once again, examining, looking at this perspective in terms of how we think, how we feel, and how we act. And, uh, you know, this isn't anything new, and if you go back uh, in history uh, all the way to great philosophers like Socrates, uh, Socrates stated that the life which is unexamined is not worth living. And there's a great degree of truth to that, wouldn't you think so? You're not going to have a successful life. By and large, you might, but the odds are very low if you don't uh, have an awareness of what motivates you to think, feel, and do what you do. So that's what Socrates is saying, that the life which is unexamined is not worth living. Now, this seems to be the problem uh, in all time periods, and it seems to be a problem right now. This sense of awareness uh, that's essential to your feelings of self-worth, self-esteem, meeting personal and professional objectives, uh, in short, living fully, seems to be, for many people, to find outside of themselves. You know, you're looking at somebody on Facebook to tell you that you're, you're living a great life, that you're a successful person, or you're looking for somebody at your church, or somebody at your job, or a partner, or a parent, or some other person. But you're not doing the work. You're not putting the effort in, uh, the self-examination into taking responsibility for this sense of personal awareness, of personal self-examination. So that you can take a look at things and say, hey, I'm aware of my feelings uh, about my self-worth. Um, you know, I'm a pretty darn good person. Or I'm not a good person. I'm doing terrible things, and I have to improve in that area. Uh, this is how I feel about myself in terms of self-esteem. These are my personal and professional objectives. And when I say your personal and, uh, and professional objectives, I mean just that. Your personal and professional objectives. Not those of the people in your neighborhood or your family or your college professor or your spouse or someone else. Yours. So are you living your life authentically and fully? Okay, did I confuse you there or preach too much to you? Well, if I have, uh, I'm glad you feel that way because it's very important and most people don't take the time to do these things. Um, I, when I look back on my life, I've been the most successful in my life uh, and uh, have had the best uh, time of my life uh, when I've you know done these things that have to do with self-examination and the times that I've flown by the seat of my pants uh, it, it hasn't just been spontaneous or 
you know, wonderful to do that. It's been many times counterproductive because I didn't know what in the heck I was doing. And just like rolling the dice, some things work well and some other things didn't and could be quite disastrous. So uh, that's not a you know, necessarily intelligent way to live your life if you're an adult. So if you're going to perform this self-examination, what are some things that you can do? What are some questions that you can ask yourself? And uh, I bet you uh, have not asked yourself a lot of these questions, or, and I, or I bet you haven't been honest with them. So here's the first one. Am I convinced of my personal worth? What an important uh, question to ask yourself. And this has everything to do with mind, body, and spirit. Okay? Intellectually, are you convinced of your personal worth? Uh, in terms of the things that you do, are you uh, convinced of your personal worth? Uh, in terms of your values and belief systems, are you con uh, convinced of your personal worth? In terms of spiritual belief systems or systems that you might engage in, um, are, are they rewarding to you? Were they uh, convince you and reaffirm your personal worth? Or are they all negative? and are painting you in the worst possible light and perhaps are completely not accurate. Okay? So are you convinced of your personal worth? How you feel about yourself in many ways um, really reflects on how you treat other people. So when you have low self-esteem, when you are not convinced of your personal worth, um, not in every time, but in many times, why would you think anybody else has any value if you don't even value your own personal worth? Why would anybody else be important? It, it, that's a normal human reaction. So that's an important question. Here's another one. Do I respect the integrity of others? That's a pretty basic one. And we see that one pretty much destroyed right now uh, in the 21st century, where we see that uh, people do not respect the integrity of others. And if you're a pro-life person and another person is uh, you know, pro-abortion or pro-choice, uh, wow, the, the, each party has to be a villain. There is, and I'll use that example. It's a very controversial one, but uh, there are legitimate points uh, in terms of integrity uh, in, of the individual in, in all those points of view, uh, and, and all the ones in between, if there are any, and, and on any issue. Some are pretty crystal clear that you know are are, are things that are wrong. I think, uh, and, and you would have to make that decision as well. But in general, do you respect the integrity of other people? Do you think that they're being genuine and authentic and have good intentions when they perform certain behaviors or think certain things or feel certain things? It's important in terms of how you get along with other people, how you feel about other people, how you perceive the world around you. Is it a dangerous, threatening place or is it a place that's good? Is life good for the most part? Are we here to contribute and help one another? You know, the old golden rule, if, uh, if we're into spirituality or just good common sense, you know, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, to do good things. Here's another one that uh, really affects people in their life. Am I so involved in material things that I ignore life's really important dimensions of being myself and being in close touch with others? Okay, so I'm not saying you don't you 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 don't have to be uh, involved in material things or love money or all those kinds of things. I don't, and material things have a different priority for me, but they may have a different one for you. And it's pretty important um, that you understand your feelings about that in terms of material things, 
And, you know, are you striving for material things? Are you striving for um, theoretical things or spiritual things or things that are hard to attain or impossible to attain but are worthy uh, to go on a journey for? Uh, you know, are you ignoring life's really important dimensions uh, about being who you are? Uh, are you not in close touch with other people because you're looking to race your way to the top or, uh, or be uh, number one on your job at the expense of other people. Uh, I, one of my dear friends many, many years ago, uh, I can never uh, forget, uh, we were both pretty poor and we were civil servants and I can remember he and his wife fishing for their dinner because they didn't have any money. <laughs> and I asked him if he wanted some money, I had a few bucks to lend him. And uh, he said no. And he's a wonderful guy. And his wife was very wonderful. They came from a very nice family. Uh, so on and so forth, and uh, he finally gave up human services and he got into um, um, financial planning, uh, to, to, to make a long story short, and uh, started to become quite successful, and the, the manner he became quite successful uh, was pretty much being ruthless uh, in terms of his behavior towards his clients, potential clients, and, and also the people that he worked with. I can never forget him stopping by my house with a, with a friend and coming by for a cup of coffee or a drink or something in the evening on his way to a meeting in the evening and saying hi to my kids. I was uh, the godparent of one of his kids and um, he was sitting and laughing with his friend. The movie The Terminator was out at, the, at that time with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was talking about having a meeting with uh, his supervisor from the area and he was laughing with the other person saying, let the hunt begin. They were looking to undermine uh, this particular person and get this person's job, just like you'd see in, in, in the, you know, a Charles Dickens movie like A Christmas Carol or something like that, or just you know, a thousand and one movies or shows or books that we've read on you know, trying to go up the corporate ladder. And, and, and I was horrified. It actually made me sick because he was such a lovely guy. As a matter of fact, his, uh, his sister was a nun. Uh, yeah, which was, uh, you know, it came from a very religious family and everything else. And the only thing that was important to him uh, was money. And it was quite shocking to see this really nice fellow, somebody that I love like a brother, really turn into a, not a nice person with those kinds of things. So I'm sure you have seen other examples of that, and perhaps in yourself, where, you know, you do uh, things purely for money. And you know it's the wrong thing to do or you do it for another reason like that. But are you aware if, if that's okay with you? Which leads to the next one. What turns you on? You need to know this. If you're going to have the, the keys to success, what turns you on? People or things? Is it power? Is it being loved by everybody? You know, whatever those things are, you need to know what they are. You need to examine yourself and be aware of what they are so that you can act on those things intelligently in order to be successful and, and hopefully to be a decent person. Uh, along those lines, um, another thing is, do I depend mainly on things for satisfaction? Do I believe there's a special or unique contribution I can make towards a better world? Oh my goodness, uh, this is something, these are questions I asked myself all the way back in the 70s and I've put these together for various workshops or different things that I've done over the years and, and I've lived my entire life on most of these things and I still do them today, particularly this one. Do I believe there's a special or unique contribution I can make towards a better world? Absolutely, that I can leave it a better place and everything that I do spins off of that. 
and work. Bottom line, it always comes down to that. And so it has always made everything from a work perspective crystal clear for me. Now, maybe it's not that clear for you. So you need to, to look at that. Is there some unique contribution you can make towards a better world? You might find out that you're just not interested in that. You don't care about a better world. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it's important for you to know that if that's where you're at in order to be psychologically fit so you know who, you, who you're dealing with when you're dealing with yourself. Am I willing to take risks and encounter difficulty in putting my constructive ideas to work? That's a very, very hard one to ask yourself in terms of self-examination. Are you willing to take some risks? Uh, yeah, you know, most businessmen who are very, very successful, uh, you know, fail at business many times. Uh, I've had my own business a couple of times, uh, you know, um, once with a medical um, supply business and four or four of us got together and kicked in a thousand dollars and it's the God's honest truth. We generated close to a million dollars worth of revenue. Uh, we didn't see much of the money. It went out to lots of expenses, but we did make some cash. Uh, you know, with it, and I uh, would always let people know that only about 20% of businesses actually succeed. So it was a terrific uh, success uh, when you look at it and uh, gave us terrific concerns, uh, returns on what we were doing, and, and actually helped out a whole variety of people. I've also done things where I've done coaching or counseling or whatever, and been uh, successful at doing those things, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't what I was, it was authentic for me to do in terms of like a private practice or something like that where teaching would be different or I like that. So I would take risks and maybe leave one thing to go into the areas that I, that I thought uh, were, were more constructive for me and, and I was prepared to encounter difficulty in putting these constructive ideas to work. I might lose money uh, doing other things or not take a promotion to do a job that I thought was uh, more important in another area. So these are important questions to ask yourself in terms of self-examination. Here's a couple of more and um, I hope they'll be very um, helpful to you in, this, um, in these presentations on success, on positive motivation, on the keys to psychological fitness. Do you admire people who help others? Or do I admire those people who have power over others? I think this is what you see in our um, uh, political uh, system right now and some of the problems that we uh, see. And we call it you're a left winger or you're a right winger, you're conservative or liberal. Um, we, we seem to think that you can't do both, that you can't admire people who help other people. Uh, and, and sometimes, yeah, you can admire people who have great influence and, and power over other people. But it's important to know what your goal is. For me, for example, being a public servant and being a psychologist and a teacher and everything, what I admire is people who help other people. And I admire that in my spiritual life as well. You know, that's what I enjoy about being a Christian person. You know, other people might think that's idiotic or why do you believe in Santa Claus or all that other kind of stuff. You know, we could get into that in another thing, but I think that's very important from a spiritual thing because I admire the concept of helping other people people and making a difference that way. You know, other people don't do that. So it's very important that we know what is motivating us so that uh, maybe we realize that, uh, like I've seen many times, people who could be, could get five times the salary that they're getting, but work in a, in a you know, private sector uh, position that pays uh, much less money, but they can help more people. 
in, in a much more effective way. So that's very important. It's not your rank or power or whatever it is. You have to determine what it is. Here's one of the last ones. How do you define success? That's critical in your life to the things that we talked about before about the way you live your life, the way you express your love or affection, uh, how you think you're fulfilling your needs, what your self-worth is. How do you define success? And it's defined differently by different people, so it's important that you define it. And it's important to sit down and think about it carefully. Do you define it by money, by power, by fame? Or do you define it as the fulfillment of, my, of yourself, as using your talents, your skills, for and with other people? You know, are you the kind of a person who's a helper, or are you the kind of a person who's a taker, or the kind of a person who's a creator? Um, whatever. Uh, you know, there's all different uh, elements of, of life, and y y we just can't say that money means success, or power means success, or because you're famous, you're success. If that was the case, there wouldn't be so many famous actors and actresses and, and uh, businessmen and women who will wind up killing themselves. Uh, and there's an equal number of people, or more, I'm sure, that are poor people who wind up uh, saying, I, I just can't live this life, and they're blessed, and they can't live this life because they don't have a lot of money, or they don't have power. They're just a simple person, and, you know, people kind of love them, and they do their thing, but they're not in big positions, and for them, that's not a good thing. So, uh, again, these are things you want to you go over on this self-examination uh, list. So what are they, again? Are you convinced of your personal worth? you respect the integrity of other people? Are you into material things so much that you ignore life's uh, other important dimensions? What turns you on, people or things? Do you depend mainly on things for satisfaction? Do you believe that there's a special or unique contribution you can make to a better world? Are you willing to take risks and encounter difficulty in putting your constructive ideas to work? Do you admire people that help others or do you admire people of power over others? And the last one again is how do you define success? Is it money? Is it power? Is it fame? Or is it the fulfillment of yourself by using your talents, your abilities, your skills for and with other people? You know, a long time ago there was a president of Columbia University, Nicholas Murray Butler, and he stated something that was very, very important. And he said there's three kinds of people. And he said the first kind of people were doers. And those were the few who make things happen. The second kind of people were onlookers, and they were the many who watch things happen. And the third were the uninterested. And that was the large majority of people who have no idea what is happening. So I think I'm going to end up this podcast on self-examination with a restatement of that. The doers, the few who make things happen, the onlookers, the many who watch things happen from the sidelines, the uninterested, or the large majority who have no idea what the heck is happening. And here's the question for you tonight, and for me, the one that I ask myself, you know, most all the time. How am I rating myself? How am I doing? So, like Ed Koch, the mayor of New York, used to run, you know, walk around the city and say to people, how am I doing? Here's my question to you and to me. How are you doing? How do you rate yourself? Have you been examining yourself lately? You doing a good job? You feeling good about things? You on the right path? If you're not, take a look at these and in the future podcasts, 
we'll go over some ways to work on these things and to be very, very successful. So with that, I'll say good evening. It's Friday, October 18th, and uh, it's nice shouting out to you. Give me a shout back uh, if you uh, like the podcast. Uh, you know, try and get it out there to your friends or other people so that uh, other people listen to it. Hopefully, uh, you get something good at it, good out of it. And uh, if you don't enjoy something, let me know. And um, again, we'll have some other interesting topics and uh, some other co-hosts uh, I've been lining up uh, for some very interesting things. I know I've said that a couple of times, but that that really is the case. But I wanted to finish this. Um, I want to finish up some stuff on these uh, positive things um, over the next couple of weeks. They're exciting, and I think they're important for people. So have a nice weekend. I'll be coming back with some, uh, some more podcasts. Have a good one. Peace.